Welcome to Real Fantasy Encounters, where we are playing a short interlude game. My name is Nick, and I'll be the GM. I'm joined by Seamus. Hey, I think I guess I'm playing myself in this session. Yeah, you can tell people what you normally play. All right, um, I normally play Alex Matthews, or the magician. Charlie? Uh, hi, I'm Charlie, and I regularly am the voice of Lakshmi Deshpande, or the hero Shikari. And Aaron. Uh, and I play uh, Adaptor or, or Jacqueline in these series. Yeah. So uh, we just finished up our first arc of masks, really, with the end of Anomaly X. Yeah. Oh, my God, yeah. And how that panned that out. Was, uh, yeah. I, everyone's still emotionally exhausted <laughs> from that, I, really. I, quite honestly, I still haven't listened back to the final episode because I don't know if I can handle that yet. Yeah. And I'm like, I have to still edit that. I haven't even touched it yeah. yet. I'm like, I don't want to do this to myself. So uh, instead, uh, we are going to be jumping into just a short one-off uh, world-building game. Uh, the game we are playing is a hack of Microscope, which is by Lame Mage. Uh, we are playing the hack Signal Light, which is made specifically for masks and new generation. Um these rules were sent through to us. Um, they were made specifically for another fellow Masks podcast, Progen City. So uh, thank you to, I believe it's uh, James over there who wrote this. Thank you for sending us these rules. Thank you, James. Yeah, this is super cool of you. <laughs> yeah. Um, how this game pans out is we don't have any dice here today. We have a bunch of scraps of paper that we've kind of artfully scattered across the table in front of <laughs> us. Yep. Just visualize that in your mind's eye. And uh, we have four cards laid out in front of us representing each of the generations in masks. Um, we haven't talked much about this in the past, but there are uh, four broad generations that everyone fits into. Superheroes became a thing in the 1930s in this world. And so you have the gold generation from that era, the uh, silver generation, like the, the big uh, powerful heroes that you think about as your, uh, a lot of the MCU heroes would be considered Silver Age. Uh, Bronze Age is your bulwarks, yep. your um, uh, 80s and 90s, uh, getting uh, edgy and or radical. Heck yeah. And then we have the Modern Age, which is what the party is part of. Yeah. So thousands through to modern day. So how the game is going to work is we are going to add things into each of these generations. Uh, we are going to go around in a circle one person starts by picking a focus, a topic that they want everyone to contribute to, and then we can add what we can add heroes, we can add organizations, we can add places, or we can add major scenes in this world. Yeah. So, uh, as the GM, I'm not really the GM today. I'm just kind of a a, a rules explainer person, but I am going to go start to give you all an impression. <laughs> what are you laughing at? <laughs> That's a player, Nick. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's all gone to my head. Um, so I'm going to start. I'll set the first focus so you can all see how this particularly works. So the focus that we are going to be doing first is Canis Major. They were introduced in the last arc. There was a, I've had a little fan confusion. My, my partner listens to the podcast and she's like, did, did I miss something? Were they explained earlier in the podcast? 
I, I just kind of dropped this uh, this uh, fascist authoritarian organization <laughs> in out of nowhere. They're, yeah. they're, they're like a Hydra equivalent. Mm. That yes. everyone knows it's about. Just, yeah. We just never talked about them before. Exactly. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. That everyone knows about, but I do want to uh, flesh out some more stuff and have you all uh, contribute some things. Mm. And so uh, what I'll be adding first is a, a person. This comes under Masks and Faces. And so the, the character I want to tell you all about, I'm writing this down on a card right now. Yeah, this card says Baron Von Mothman. Oh, my <laughs> God. I knew it. I knew it. Also known as Dr. Motham. Dr. Motham. Like, legitimately earlier today. Yeah, it's so weird. Like, like I, was, I was just like, as soon as the name was mentioned in the episode, I was like, this man is a Mothman. <laughs> I, 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 I didn't realize until it was written down in the, uh, in the chat. <laughs> and I saw it, I'm like, that means Mothman. Yeah. yeah. This is a Mothman. That's what we're dealing with right now. <laughs> Mothman. Yeah. So I'm um, uh, going through a lot of, you know, research for heroes and villains. Obviously, like, gold generation are the ones we sort of have the least of represented in media these days. So I had to go back, and a lot of the villains are like, a, you know, crime bosses or dodgy politicians mm. or um, very low-level, like, early sort of like the Joker, I guess, and the Penguin. Uh, okay, yeah. There. But um, uh, Nazi spies are also a big feature. So I'm going to place him over in gold generation. Okay. <laughs> because uh, uh, Dr. Dr. Motham is uh, original name, Dr. Mott. Um, he was a, this is during the war, came over to Halcyon City where all these heroes were emerging. And he was a uh, part of this like Wolfenstein-esque project to find out uh, how these heroes were coming about and to like bring that back to do super soldier technology. Uh-huh. And uh, he came up with the first serum to turn people into superheroes, but he got it mixed up with moth DNA <laughs> while he was injecting himself with it. How do you accidentally put <laughs> moth DNA in something? Does it just like you you fucking brush a moth off of your like your your fucking jacket and like the, the dust? Serum test? No, 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 no. Dusty. You guys are thinking too much. This is science, not science. There's no procedure or anything. <laughs> You, you know, when a moth lands in something, that's that's now moth tinge. That's yes, exactly. That is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and yeah, he's he's now this um like uh, Jekyll and Hyde type person where like uh, he, he goes from being this scientist to this like jittery minded all over the place moth person. Fuck yes. Scientist by night, moth by day. Yeah. That's when the lights are out. The new wave <laughs> needs to invest in LEDs. <laughs> So um, I'm putting him in gold generation. I, I haven't quite decided why he's still around in modern day. I, maybe maybe uh, moths uh, moths don't live long. Okay, no. Um, <laughs> they live for like 30 days. I don't know if it's like a clone of uh, Baron Von Mothman. Or... You know there there's like, there's like a secret underground facility, <laughs> like much like the underprison where it's just Baron Von Mothman yeah, everywhere. A factory line. In a bunch Nazi of cocoons. Mothman. A bunch of cocoons. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He just transfers his consciousness between bodies. Oh, no, like <laughs> co- uh, stasis cocoons. Like, yes. yeah, he just goes into stasis it's for like, a while. He's like the Raz al Ghul of this, uh, <laughs> <laughs> this universe. Except he has a whole heap of pre-planned bodies. So um yeah the the idea of a lot of this is we're throwing stuff on the table for us to use in our campaign but I'm I'm uh, against putting so much there as to explain anything that's fucking going on yeah. yeah. And with that, um, I will pass over to Aaron. And this is still within the the Canis Major. Canis Major. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Um, what was what was the name of the school? 
uh, the, the, the dog Doggingsworth. The Doggingsworth Method Children Doggingsworth Academy. Doggingsworth, yeah, Method Children Academy. I'd like to put that on the locations. Yeah, sure. Um, uh, and and I think that came about during like 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 the very tail end of the Silver Generation and very early Bronze. I'm like. I'm like kind of thinking maybe bronze generation would be better to put it into. Yep. Um so like this like when you when you pitch this for the first time, um I immediately thought this is like the bizarre X-Men of this world where where there's there's like like a heap of uh children with burgeoning superpowers that don't really know how to control them, but instead of having Professor X, you know, Patrick Stewart uh, as as their uh, mentor, uh, they they have a moth Nazi, a moth Nazi, yeah. yes, <laughs> a mothy, uh, um, yes, <laughs> a mothy, <laughs> yes, um, uh, and and they, yeah, God, that's that's so dystopic, um, <laughs> um, and I think I like this is this is absolutely like like a a private boarding school, um, out on an acreage somewhere. Yeah. Um uh, free range children that's free range children um uh kind of like kind of culty a uh, very culty. Yeah, absolutely. yeah, yeah, so secluded. Um children barely get leave to to see their family. Uh, are we are leaning in far enough to be like in Manson territory? Yeah, like yeah, yeah, sand yeah, yeah, of yeah. musicing and uh, Exactly. Oh, I'm trying yeah. to think of the um uh the the cult that got taken down by the um by the DEA. Um David Koresh was the cult leader. Uh, the Branch Davidians sec. Yeah, the I've, Branch Davidians. That Branch was Davidians. their name. <laughs> I've never heard of them before. Yeah, splintered off. Waco Seventh Day Adventists. Yeah, I think it. Yeah. I think it's Waco. Waco. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The Waco Massacre. So kind of like that. Um. Uh. Yeah. Like all these. All these children. Like once they get to a certain age, are like are like kind of tilted toward becoming villains. Hmm. Just because they've had been like indoctrinated into a certain school of thought for so yeah. long. Yeah, 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 yeah. And they and they like they just don't have they don't know any other way of life mm. after a while. Like, um hence why I think bronze generation is a good pick for this. Uh because yeah, this is like you, you know, you know these children have been taught to to kill themselves in, in the worst case scenario if they think the government's gonna get involved. It also gives it enough time that there are probable uh, graduates in the modern age, right? Oh, yeah. Oh, I like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Like, From the Doggingsworth Academy. Yes. Yeah. Like you have like Dog Force. Oh, oh fuck. Dog <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm like not up next. Dog Force is so good. <laughs> oh my god. All I can think of is just like a real edgy version, like someone's deviant art, like fucking fan art of like the Paw Patrol, that fucking kids show. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> fucking, I don't know how topical that pull is, but yeah. Let's <laughs> let's make that a focus and create the dog force. Okay, like you, you can you can we, use that. We can do that. That's your idea. Yeah, you, you get to use that. Um, but <laughs> like like once once comes back around, we'll actually because I have some amazing supervillain names that I want to drop this session. Mm. Um, <laughs> yeah. All right, uh, Charlie, you're writing already. Yeah, yeah. No, I had an idea when you the second you mentioned um serum for the Baron. I I reckon before he, you know, went 
actually took the steps to inject himself. They were a bunch of like people that he injected the serum with and just were rejects. I reckon he there's basically like a a small little almost subclass like subgroup of just like serum rejects. They have like their own little I I, I wrote sewer boys. Um so maybe they live in the sewer or somewhere underground that they just were like tossed out of the facility like back in the golden generation when the serum didn't work right or it came out with something so monstrous they just couldn't deal with it so they shoved them somewhere else and um my main tangent for this is i was thinking through the bronze generation like through the silver generation they're starting to like fight for their own rights and be like hey we're actually here and alive this has happened to us and um they were treated as not even humans more like subclass people because they're just like genetic mutations like it's against the like human mutation and human what's the, what's the phrase the the uh, human experimentation it like it isn't legal and they're products of that and therefore like not considered human so it wasn't until the bronze generation that they finally like managed to get rights for themselves and it's just this bunch of serum reject like this community of just people that have all these strange mutations that it can't even really be classified as powers but through the gold silver and bronze generation there's just been these these serum rejects, their mutations and abilities have evolved into something that wouldn't traditionally be considered like heroic or superpowers. Okay, so like yeah, 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 they're 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 sewer people. Yeah. Do you, do you have a name for this organization? No, that's that's the one thing I, I couldn't. They're they're so they're these rejects. Um, from Canis Major. <laughs> Nazi sewer I, I don't think they align themselves <laughs> with yeah, the people who made them like why. that. That's why. I think they'd have their own, like, their own their own group name because I, I, I'm not sure myself whether they're trying to classify themselves as humans or they've given up on that and trying to, like, give themselves right, rights while maintaining their you know, new diversity. Oh, they're, they're like, no, no, we actually hate daylight. We, like, we don't want to come up there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We love sewers. I think they just want to extend the government into the sewers. Yeah. Yeah. So, <laughs> I, I imagine there's got to be all I'm sorts getting, of, like, plumbing I'm sorry, issues. I'm, sorry, I'm getting Futurama sewer people yeah, live from yeah, 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 yeah. That's literally, that's kind of what I'm pulling from. That's, yeah. Yeah. Do do they share the same belief system as, as Baron Mon, Von Mothman? I, I think... Um, they, Are they Nazis? No, no, no. I, I think these were, um, because in the gold generation they were Nazis, I think a lot of these were, like, stolen from, like, you know, all those nasty, like, Holocaust and concentration camps. Oh, right, okay. Yeah, so these right. are literally just, like... Ca- so there were, were, yeah, there were prisoners brought over here. Prisoners of war experimented on, and when the experiments didn't go right, they were, they they were, were tossed out with the trash. The and the yeah, ones yeah. that survived went through, and... They okay. survived. They survived. You know, Nazi Germany and the war and experimentation. Be like, okay, great. We have rights again. This is great. Only to find out, no, you don't have rights because you, you know, sewer mutants. Sewer mutants. Yeah. Okay. So they got to do it all over again, and they're already resentful towards Canis Major. I think it makes them a bit resentful towards you know, the the you know the overdwellers. Maybe they're like, oh, we don't hate you, but we're not going to help you. They just sort of want their own like like solidarity and recognition that we're a people too. I mean, think I think that's what I think they want to form, like be recognized as their own community, like their own 
separate. Like the the Halcyon City Sewer Union. Yeah, I think they want to be like either unionized or recognized as their own state or something. I don't know. Yeah, I imagine there's like a big opposition between like them and the the city council. We want to like (laughs) rear the plumbing. Yeah, it's like, nah, mate, (laughs) we live here. Holy shit, me. Working for the local council. The Evil Amenities Council. (laughs) Dude. (laughs) That would actually be awful. Take bulldozers underground and bulldoze down these sewer people's homes. That's this whole campaign by itself. (laughs) Imagine trying to set up internet lines. Like, that would be so bad. Like, Mm. that'd be such a hassle. Mm. Like, all these internet cables just coming through your house. Like No, no, no. Halcyon City is all above ground cabling. (laughs) It keeps getting knocked down. So yeah, that it's easy yeah. to put back up. It's easy, easy to put back it's up. faster to replace. Yeah. Fair enough. Yeah, no. Yeah. So I'll let you sit on this uh, the name for this group if you want. Yeah, I think I'll sit on the name, but I like the idea of my sewer boys. Yeah, fantastic. I'll shove. I think I'll shove that probably in either bronze or modern. I think because they've taken a while to sort of surface is the wrong word because they're still. I think I think sewer people as as a comic trope would come with. Well, within the, the silver, silver. yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, the silver rights allegory is like solidly Bronze Age, though. Like this is the X Men sort of yeah, deal. true. Hmm. Yeah, I think I'll have to go with Nick on this when I'm feeling more of the gold, the or, bronze, or, or bronze. Yeah. Oh, okay. Like All right. they've been the the like the underground sewer people themselves have been sort of populating and establishing themselves through the gold and silver and they're only just starting to fight for their own rights in the bronze generation which is what i want to focus on okay yeah so like they're established what they're doing now is trying to fight for their own rights and i'll think of a name (laughs) (laughs) Uh, seamus now you mentioned that um covers were like big events that happened yes yes so the the cover that i'm thinking of would be um uh, the Canis Major splintering, where Canis Major was actually splintered um, towards the, the Bronze Age between a bunch of different uh, methodologies. Um, so you've got people who want to train and indoctrinate children into these um, uh, in, into this force um, for, to, to fight and, and do, what, do what they need to. But then you've also got others who think about taking a more practical approach and uh, creating people. Rather than actually take training them up. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah nice. Um, so that's that's the Hench, two Hench people, two 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 factions. So rather than um, they 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 see um, Doctor Motham's research and a bunch of other people's research at the time as a bit more um to do with that. They want to they want to implement the cloning technology more than they want to implement the training and the and the and the serums, and they want to they they start growing their own people and and doing that sort of route. Um, so they're still the same organization. They still have a lot of the same lofty ideals and and goals, but they've 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 fractured into um, different ways on how to how to achieve that. Um, so Canis Major splintering, I guess, would be a um, cover. Is Canis Minor too on the nose? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's the thing. That's that's still a constellation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I, I kind of like. Canis. I do, I, I, I do like yeah. that. That way, you can save on the uniform. Wait, wait, wait. <laughs> um, like it still has the CM logo on the front. I imagine yeah. with the dog. Yeah. It's fine. <laughs> the dog's just a little smaller. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so it's like a dachshund cross. No, no, no. no. Um, you, said, you said you said the the Canis Major was the dog with the stars around it, right? Oh. Yeah. This is. 
a star, a star with dogs around it. Because it represents cloning. Yeah, that's great. Actually, that's fucking that's fucking hilarious. I love that. Um, so I'm gonna yeah, Canis Minor works. Yeah. How do how do I spell that? Um, C A N I S. Yep. And then just minor. M I N. It got that part on. O R. So there's that one. Uh, we chucking this in the gold generation or silver? Um. No, very much uh, Silver Generation, I believe. Um, so the, the, the Academy wasn't really founded to the start of the bronze. Um, the splintering happened uh, about the middle of the silver. Yes, that is a star with the you, word... You've literally... With the word dog written around it. <laughs> <laughs> That's so good. I had to remember. We've got to take a photo of these. <laughs> Absolutely, yeah, yeah. Oh, man. These are beautiful. <laughs> So uh, we finished the round by um, the person who set the focus does uh, one last one. And uh, that ended up being more of an organization. So I do want to get a cover on the page. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And I I do think it's, it's, it's Canis Australia. That's what it is. That's the thing I just kind of dropped in there as well. (laughs) Yeah. You said they were in Sydney. Yeah. I mean, Australis. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yes. I, I like, yes. I always love Australia being like this gritty Mad Max underbelly of crime because if the world does go to shit, I mean, like, even if it doesn't, we're going to end up Mad Maxing it because that's just like the best, you know, the best outcome, <laughs> best timeline. <laughs> it is the best timeline, unfortunately. <laughs> <laughs> you say, are you telling me you wouldn't like to live in a dope Mad Max? A Mad Max fu- desert with nuclear waste. Yeah. Yeah. I would love that. I'd get to wear all this dope clothes. And have cars that shoot fire and have guitars with like six necks. You guys are fucked. <laughs> this. I like it now. <laughs> <laughs> There's internet. <laughs> oh, shit. Internet. Yeah, I know. Yeah. You know, I want to live in, in, in cyber future Australia where it's basically now, but a lot more lights. <laughs> <laughs> and they're a cat girl. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Obviously. Yeah, yeah. obviously. Vaporwave Australia is. Oh, yeah. <laughs> dude. So um, I think this happened in the 1970s. Yes. Oh my god. <laughs> um, and it was it was just them uh, uh, coming up like uh, through regular means, just uh, infiltrating organizations, just uh, uh, infiltrating the government, and eventually, like there was just this huge uh, bloody coup. Wait, 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 wait. Are yep. you saying the entire country of Australia? Yes. Is owned by Canis Major. Yes. <laughs> I love this. <laughs> It's like it's like a rebel, like rather than a rebel state, it's just a rebel country. All right, they're, sure. They're really struggling to hold Tasmania, but it's like, <laughs> Tasmania, right? And they're forcing bad accents away. on everyone. <laughs> they're forcing bad Australian accents on everyone. Is that? Oh yeah, everyone yeah. spoke fine before this. <laughs> <laughs> it, it's like a, a Canis like government psyop to like uh, push uh, Australian patriotism. They're like. <laughs> We just need to find the old classic Aussie accent. Everyone's got to stick with it. They're really honing the slang. It's like, so to confuse people. So it's like thieves can't. Yeah. People just can't understand Australian is thieves can't. I fucking love that. (laughs) Yeah, nah. Yeah, nah, mate. It's the the King Jong-un haircut thing, except you're allowed to pick one of four Australian accent variations. (laughs) I think the haircut would still sit. Like in Australia, you can only have either a mullet, a rat's tail, a side rat's tail, 
or like a fucking faux hawk. Yeah, we've only seen them with their slouch hats on, so (laughs) we we didn't state that they don't look like that. They have slouch hats that perfectly conform to mohawks, to the faux mohawk thing. It just forms around the hair. Yes. God, this sucks. (laughs) (laughs) Have you been to a train station lately? That's all there is. I have not. (laughs) On purpose. Trains are great. Public... Public transport is great. Public transport is great. Public transport gets a 10 out of 10. (laughs) Yeah. And so now we can post to the numbers. That's the end of the first round, yeah. Um, uh, Cool. Does that mean I get to make a focus now? It sure does. Um, uh, Well, look, one thing that we have talked about but haven't really fleshed out um, are the exemplars. Mm. Um, uh, mm. the, the, the people who make up like the justice league of this, of this universe, uh, the Avengers of this universe. Um, uh, and I, I think I'm going to start with a, a person, a character, a hero. Um, uh, they're called Psywave. That's so cool. Um, <laughs> Psywave um uh is is like the uh, she's she's the psychic leader of um uh this this hero troop um uh, and I think uh this came about during the like the 60s 70s and uh like she I think during like like the Korean War was recruited by the United States government um, uh, as like part of their psychic operatives unit um, at first, and then then when the war ended um, and she she was still relatively young, she she brought her powers and her gung ho to Halcyon City um, or back to her her hometown of Halcyon City um, uh, and decided to take the fight to to crime. Um. Uh. After after the war ended, um, staunchly against the Vietnam War, though. Yep. <laughs> I think that's. I think that's what what like she became disillusioned with with the government. Korea was justified. Yeah. <laughs> Vietnam is Vietnam not. Vietnam was not. <laughs> <laughs> um. Uh. Yes. Yeah. 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 And and she's um. Kind of like like the stereotypical psychic purple um, garb uh, with with this like like white cape, um, uh, then very very like very campy. Is she Aegis associated? Uh, I think so, but they're they're their own group. Like like Aegis Aegis and and the Exemplars, I imagine, are two different entities. Yeah, I didn't know if we want to do like a like a shield sort of situation or well, I, I yeah, like I'll like, have them be completely separate because I thought I was like kind of boxed the exemplars separately to Aegis. Like Aegis for me, are, they're like the Men in Black. You know, yeah. they, they 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 study supernatural and heroic phenomenon phenomena, um, uh, but they uh, they're wholly different to the exemplars who are just doing it. For, for the good of mankind, they're doing it because they have principles, and then they believe that that uh, people, uh, they're the heroes people need. Um, <laughs> yeah. Um, do you have a, a real name for Psywave? Or oh, give me a give me a moment with that. Um, yeah. Uh, oh, we don't have to drop real names down, but 
Um, like Meryl? I don't know. <laughs> like um, Amelia G. Dalla. There we are. Yes, that's how I'll end it. Hmm. Yeah. I, I think with... So, so I, I was just fact-checking myself here. Fun, <laughs> fun piece from NPR. Hundreds of thousands of landmines remain from the Korean War, but serve no purpose. Uh... Did nobody <laughs> dig them up? I mean, I mean would, you, on would you accept that job? <laughs> hey, go and dig up a bunch of active li- like live landmines. Go do that. Here's a funny thing. I would say no. <laughs> you, know, you know they train rats to do that now? Yeah. Big, big... To dig Are them up or to just run across it and to, explode? To find them. No, no, no. Okay. To, to, to sniff them out. And, and they give a signal when, when they do. I do know that. Why do I know that? Why do you know that? <laughs> um, uh, yeah, they, the mach- you see like the old World War II machines for digging up landmines. And it's just a big roller um, with, with a heap of chains on the front and like pickaxes. That spin around at a rapid oh pace. God. It's just that, but it's filled ground. with mice. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> it's a big hamster wheel now. Oh it's one of those little plastic balls. And it's got little magnets that the mines stick to. So when they roll over it, they just stick to it. This is the true origin of G-Force. <laughs> oh, bruh. Why do I know that? <laughs> Is it what I think it is? Is that a Persona 5 trivia question? It's not a Persona 5 <laughs> trivia question. No. The school quizzes? No, 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 no. I'm pretty sure I watched a Vice documentary. And then it must be Fibbage. It might be Fibbage. Mm. Um, Charlie, did you want to add something to the exemplars? Yeah. Um... Hopefully you do. Because yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's what we're doing. Yeah. I, we, so we've pretty much established the, br- the, the blood red exemplars are pretty much like disbanded at this point. Yeah, I think that um, while they didn't really have like a um, like an organizational tower like Aegis, I mean, and they were kind of like Deadpooly in a sense that like they weren't exactly good, but they weren't exactly bad either. I still think they had a base of operations, and I think in the modern generation, in the two thousands to like now, I think that it is um, the the. The, their base of like the the their base is just this dilapidated sort of like private investigator. Like there's there's someone left from the blood red exemplars who hasn't been able to let it go and is not willing to fucking move on from this edgy style of um, crime fighting. And they sort of sit, like float like. In the gray area of you mean the Bullock? law, pretty much, <laughs> pretty much, <laughs> pretty much. I'm, I'm thinking that there's like he's just uh, there's somebody there that just has like a, a private investigator, and Bullock was probably asked at some point. Because like in in my mind, like in my mind, the exemplars and the blood red exemplars are like two different things. Okay. So like the like the reason I picked exemplars because we haven't heard a lot about them in the series thus far. We haven't okay. actually got any heroes in this world. We've got like Bulwark, who's okay. Okay. You know, so your yeah. your yeah. focus is the exemplars. The, the I, exemplars. I th- like, um yeah. Sorry, I thought you were focusing on the blood red. Lawful okay. good Lawf- is uh, what then, I'm thinking. Here. Then I think that um maybe it's just an organization that just you know sort of died with the times, and there's maybe the the their office or whatever is no longer as glorious and as beautiful as it used to be. It's just sort of like this 
dingy office in this like little apartment building with like it's all so you're sepia saying tone. like like the exemplars have downsized over they the have years downsized hardcore <laughs> there's like one person left they got a lot of unwilling yeah from the blood red exemplars yeah there's a lot of negative oh, shit yeah, yeah okay so they've got a lot of negative association when the blood red exemplars did their thing right mm. so they people left to avoid association and now there's just this one person left running what is essentially a a pi studio and it's okay. just like this dingy dark like apartment complex basically where they just people can come in and make requests but so, you sort of really go there as a last resort so so that's the modern state of the exemplars then. that's the modern state of the exemplars it's not it's not you couldn't even call it the exemplars anymore it's just like the last it's like remain- one dude. It's just huh. one dude that still basically has the exemplars on the door. He's had to brand into like um like an actual business, so it's like exemplar investigations. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah he's yeah, tried yeah. to rebrand, but it hasn't really worked because this, modern superhero work like is the, so different. The Beatles post split up. Um uh, you know, <laughs> like, like you know, there's like there's like one person still within like the pop industry. In this yeah. case it's your dude, then there are other people doing their own things. Who's yeah. the George Harrison of the exemplars? <laughs> is what I'm asking. I I was I was going to leave that out. I I see this is, or leave that up to sort of a a group edition if anybody yeah. else wanted to add to it. But I just wanted to have that location as like this, like the last remaining, basically stand of the exemplars. Like that's all that's left of them these days. So like exemplar investigations. Yeah, I like that. Over there, yeah. I just like the idea of just this one dude not willing to let the good old days die. Mm. And I think maybe the only reason Bulwark isn't a part of it is because he didn't want to be a part of a group anymore. Yeah. Yeah, and he didn't want to associate with, like, a formal business because you can't, like, be as shady in one of those. (laughs) Probably getting paid was a big big thing. Yeah, I – yeah, these guys – yeah, the exemplar investigation person is just paid by the commission and probably has a day job. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fucking just working in retail is like a, a Lowe's manager. This is a grim um, world we've created here for, for a completely <laughs> different reason to the last round. For our American audiences, Lowe's. <laughs> Lowe's in Australia is like a cheap menswear store. Mm. Um, I believe I have you no idea. an amazing menswear store. <laughs> You can get four um, XXXL Hawaiian shirts for $15. No, 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 no. Shorts. Just really Dude, cheap shorts. There's, like half the store is just like like men's like like jegging cargo shorts. It's like they're the length of like jorts, but they're cargo. Truly a place of chaotic evil. It is. Um, they have a jorts section. Elemental the, evil just even. Just don't um, expect their uh, Velcro to last. It doesn't. <laughs> Okay, so we've got uh, Exemplars Investigations on the table. Seamus. <laughs> yeah, so um, another organization that we've mentioned, which I'm going to tie into the Exemplars, mm-hmm. is um, uh, Rook Industries uh, and the Rookies. Yes. Um, I believe that the leader of the, uh, the, like the, 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 the monitor of the Rookies, the one who's training them and all that, is a, um, a man who goes by the name of Sir Arthur Castle. Good he name. He is an Exemplar. Uh, or was um, during the, the fraction split, he decided, you know what, this doesn't pay, and I want to. He, he's a very proud knight man. His abilities are that he is a knight. <laughs> Good power to have. <laughs> like he can summon swords. 
Hell okay. yeah. Oh, wow. yeah. Oh, all right. Hell yeah. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. Like full like, fairy tale style? Just like... Whoosh. Yeah, I'm thinking probably more... Um, yeah, fairy tale style or fate. Okay, yep. Yep. Um, he summons swords and he's like has like superhuman agility, that sort of thing. Um, and he's now in charge of overseeing the rookies, um, which is why he called them uh, rookies, because he is a castle. I'm playing so, on a chess hold theme. up, hold up. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, it was Rook Industries, yes. named after Louisa Rook. Yes. But then Castle no, no, no. came and joined Rook. Yes. Yep. And he called them the Rookies. Because <laughs> he wanted to play into that theme. And he's like, no, but it's a me thing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> oh, I love this guy already. Um, <laughs> he's not actually knighted. <laughs> Beautiful. He, he just keeps sending letters to the queen, and they, they keep going. You're not English. Uh, what was that first name I mentioned? It's Arthur. gone. Arthur. It was Arthur. Arthur Great. I thought it was. Yep. Um, it's R sidekick Merlin. It's R hyphen. Uh, oh god. Sir, you Sir. absolute. <laughs> I love it, but I yeah. hate it. <laughs> um, Sir Arthur Castle. Nice. Um, and what? When did he start training? Um, them? I mean, he's he's only recently started training them okay. in the modern age because they're they're a modern age group. The rookies. He's probably been with Rook Industries for a little while before that, making a paycheck. Um, but then it's like, yeah, you know what? I can really capitalize on this. Uh, and he was an exemplar. I I love uh, Mr. Castle. I <laughs> I'm going to keep using him because it's it's back around to my turn now, mm -hmm. and so I'm going to put a cover down. Uh, one of the things I've sort of talked about. This is like the glory days of the exemplars. I think they really hit their height during the event. I sort of talked about it in the game where the um the aliens came in and were infiltrating and shape-shifting. That's right. And yeah, yeah. Sort of like a... Uh, a a Krull moment? Yeah, Kree scroll yep, sort yeah, of deal. Yeah, scroll. <laughs> Not Krull, the <laughs> metal band. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, just the, the big like uh, Secret Wars style events. And so the event I'm putting down here, I think this happened in the Silver Generation. Castle kills the president. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. I think the president of the United States of America was uh, <laughs> captured uh, by this alien who was like uh, pretending to be them in public. And I think they were working through, there were like all these major like uh, business people and like people in the army that had been replaced by aliens. And they were like going through and having the hardest time trying to find out uh, who was who. And they were so sure that the president was one, but they didn't have full confirmation when they oh went through with God. it. Oh my God. Oh my god! Okay, I, I think it, it was a a big moment where he was. Oh, if I want to be really on the nose, he he was lured out to a theater production that the exemplars orchestrated. <laughs> <laughs> Too soon, Nick. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Yeah. <laughs> Castle kills yeah. the president at the um, theater. I'm going to re uh, rewrite. They definitely knew that he was one. Okay. They just couldn't get anywhere near him. <laughs> right. And okay. so it's this big famous uh, like comic book double spread 
of um, him, uh, uh, the the president in this uh, this theater section overlooking this company thing, and it is it is Castle coming in and just stabbing him through the head. And it was like a big shocking moment because they didn't reveal till the next episode <laughs> of the next <laughs> issue that it was actually him. But yeah, that's that's um, uh, Mr. Castle's big crowning moment as an exemplar. <laughs> Holy shit. How well, did he kill the president? With a sword. <laughs> <laughs> How the... <laughs> Holy shit. <laughs> How do you expect a man Sorry, do you... whose powers are creating swords <laughs> to kill someone? He tripped him and he, he, they... tripped him and he curbed himself. <laughs> Under what circumstances at the theatre t- did the president succumb to death? Via um, sword. <laughs> did he just he just walked in? Yeah, did he uh, throw it, was... it. Did he throw it Kenneth Branagh style? And <laughs> also, like, no, that's was... a good question. I mean, this man's costume is not subtle. In he's any a knight, way. right? He's it's like an armor, presumably. correct? Yeah. And like bright. I'm thinking yeah. like like mirror, like shiny, like yeah, mirror. Mm. It was one of those like a uh, Skyrim wedding things. Where you do the um for the uh, the black hand? Oh, right. Of yeah, yeah. Spoilers for Skyrim. <laughs> no, <laughs> where he what, he was on the battlements with a sword, yeah, like, and threw <laughs> it down at the president. <laughs> I imagine more like the the president got up to like uh, do an address to all the other theater goers, and then uh, like the curtain behind him uh, flicks open, and castles there with a sword. It's <laughs> yes. in full sight of the entire audience. <laughs> As the president stands up, a sword appears out from behind him. He just stands up into the sword. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking beautiful. Because someone can stand up with enough yeah. force to, to go to right through. These, these are, are magic swords. They're so sharp. They're magic. Yeah, they're, they're so magic. sharp. They're magical swords. <laughs> <laughs> All right, and coming back around to Aaron, our focus. Set up. Oh, um. I'm thinking about I'm thinking about this 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 person running exemplar investigations like <laughs> like after the fact um uh the the kind of person that that they'd need to be um give me give me a moment I'm trying to think of a good hero name um because they're like they're not they're not like 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 an old noir private investigator they're like um a girl with a dragon tattoo type of Private okay. investigator, where where like like so much of their life now is behind a computer screen. They're kind of like Oracle. Um, yeah, you know, Oracle. Yeah, like Oracle is, is just like like the the computer whiz. Um, uh, and I'm just trying to think of a good era name um, slash name for this person. So you've canonically said that it's a dude. Mm. Um, Fiber optics. Fiber optic. Yeah. <laughs> I'm fiber optic. Uh, when did they invent fiber optics? <laughs> well, it doesn't matter because it's uh, this modern generation. Gen. Modern oh, gen. Okay. Yeah. I like to imagine fiber optic, right, mm. was part of the exemplars, but he wasn't like, like a, uh, he was like a, a, a backbench exemplar. He was he like was the, an intern. Yeah. Or like and, one of the guys that did research and stuff. Yeah. 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 And then, and then like he could see the writing on the wall. Um, uh, the exemplars were disbanding. Back then, he was just called Optics. <laughs> yeah. I like yeah, that. That's good. It was I, just I, I like dude that a lot. He sat at a table writing the notes for the exemplars. Yeah. Like yeah, getting yeah, all yeah, that yeah. like field notes and stuff. 
finally his turn to shine in the limelight and mm. they don't exist anymore. Yeah, I, I definitely do uh, like this being a, a younger sort of a, a younger by their standard. Like I get that like his forties, I guess he'd have to be. Yeah, mm. I was thinking mm. like late thirties. Yeah. He he was he was a sidekick, is what he was. Yes, <laughs> absolutely. Back in the day. Um, this is Robin who says fuck. <laughs> this oh my is God, Robin, this is who, Robin says who says fuck. fuck yes. Um, <laughs> But he didn't grow up to be cool like Nightwing. <laughs> no, 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 no. People names are hard. I'll come back to it. Um, anyway, fiber optic. Um, fiber optic uh, pretty much has like um, uh, what's what's the what's the X Men device? Um, cerebro. Cerebro. He pretty much has like a cerebro um, uh, where where he he like plugs into the Matrix. Um, and, and has, has, uh, vast collections of data at his fingertips. Um, uh, and, and so it's, it's like, it's like investigation by way of omniscience, mm. um, uh, by technological omniscience. Like he can tell you what's going on the other side of the world in, in, you know, whether someone's kettle is boiling. Um, <laughs> I feel in, personally in, attacked. In Brisbane, Australia. <laughs> I feel yeah. personally attacked right now. <laughs> Um, uh, that's like, that's the level of detail that, that he can bring down. I like to imagine this guy, this guy knew about Anomaly X, right? Oh. Right. Like this, like, and like, like he, he was aware of it, but there was very little that he could do. It's, it's one of those weird things where like, like I've got so many cheating husbands to chase up on. Yeah, no, <laughs> <laughs> It's not in my schedule. I like can't do it. Ostensibly, he has no real superpowers. He's, he's just a man with like, who can strap into this device and know what's going on yeah. in Sin City. Um, like the ultimate information broker. Yeah. Yeah. But he just has no one to, to um, follow up on the investigations. Mm. No mm. one to like partner with or broker with, yeah. Because it, the exemplars have such like a dirty name that no one really wants to associate. No one wants to any. associate with the exemplars, yeah, 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 yeah. Not when they've killed the president. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think that's the worst thing that happened with no. the exemplars. Well, that's the worst <laughs> yeah, thing that happened that the general public. Yeah. <laughs> that's the, that's the worst thing the general public knows about. I think there's a whole heap of uh, documents that are yet to be declassified mm. yeah. in area 51. Like he straight up has some dark shit on bulwark. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 No, I, I, I reckon a lot of people have some dark shit on bulwark. <laughs> um, bulwark isn't subtle. <laughs> All of bulwark's exes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's a hell of a focus. Mm-hmm. <laughs> bulwark's exes. <laughs> Um, yes, and I'm going to put that in the modern generation just under exemplar investigations. Yeah. All right, and now we have a focus from Charlie. Um, I, I'm, I'm struggling what to classify the focus as because I, I have an idea for a, a, a modern generation villain, but I'm not quite sure how he'd play into it as like a, a focus. Um, do you want to do Dog Force? Um, or are they uh, a villain unto themselves? Yeah, I think it, I'm fine for you to go with the villain and then we can decide the focus like as a group yeah. based on that. Because I know this is something you've been sitting on for a while. Yeah. And I've specifically asked you not to tell me until <laughs> we're at the table here. <laughs> yeah, so, yeah. yeah. So um, this is a villain called uh, Retcon. 
Um, Holy shit! Mm. <laughs> yeah, don't don't worry. It's it's it goes at a different sort of tangent to what you were expecting. Um, Retcon's superpowers. Um, he's he's a relatively young villain. He's a up and coming around um twenty twenty one, like very young. Um, so his superpower is that he um when he comes within a certain proximity to a person, um he can sense um. The, pers- the the history of the person's body, so whatever injuries this person has gone to, either physical physical or mental, and he can choose to re- retroactively unheal all of those um, injuries. Oh shit! So it's like an area of effect thing. He can focus in on just one person and be really specific and go back further in time, or he can AOE it to like a circumference around himself and just be like. Uh, anyone within my sphere of influence is going to um, relive injuries within the past three days. Or he can choose to focus in on someone and be like, okay, I'm going to go back like months or years in time. You broke your leg when I, you were five. That's happening again right now. Yeah, that's interesting because it makes him most effective against like veteran heroes. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. So the more hardy and more hardened someone is, the way more effective he is because he's, he's – um, more equipped at one-on-one fights because when he's just focusing on one person he can go further back in time but with with a group um the effect is just sort of divided between them and i i think yeah it's definitely more of a he's he's not combative like physically it's because he preys on the fact that he tries to weaken his opponents before they can even come in contact with him so is is like the focus of this round because uh, like I'm um, cool with him doing this. Um, uh, <laughs> villains who escaped from the underprison. I on yeah. The of Anomaly X. I I was that was I was either going to go with one of the like third or fourth generations of the sewer kids, or one of the villains that escaped when um, Anomaly X broke out. Because there's some we haven't touched on is. When Anomaly X got out, so did the fucking thousand other villains down yeah. there. Yeah, yeah, the power was cut. The power was cut, so yeah. everything opened up. And I, I, I think I kind of prefer that. Is it's just maybe he he was um, maybe one of the silver or bronze generation villains. May I actually? It'd probably be. Um, I mean, if he's relatively young, I so he was frozen in the underprison. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's I'm, the thing that happens. Yep. Yeah. So I was thinking he was probably born just um after the second world war ended so he's like hyped up on all that you know military sort of violent war mind and then bulwark stopped him frozen and then comes to 2019 anomaly x is free he gets freed and he slips out of the bullpen cool so um under prison escapees is the focus then yeah i think under like the under prison um like ramifications and the escapees yeah, great. Yeah, and I, I think um, like his his main um, sort of reason that he's a villain is that um, during the World War there were a lot of um, here basically heroes for clout, and it's like no, you're not fighting the war. You, you're not, you know, you're just doing this to try and get good rep back home. And I'm I'm kind of pulling a bit from Stain. I can see yeah. you looking at me, Seamus. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, I even wrote it down. I'm, I'm pulling a bit from Seamus. Um, fucking and my hero, but I, I like the idea that he's trying to eliminate um, false heroes and not just heroes. He fight. He also does crime in general, but he 
basically just murders other heroes that he doesn't deem worthy. Yeah, no, that's great. Yeah, so like Bulwark would be one of his biggest targets ever. He'd be like that. You, I think he'd have a real problem with with Bulwark and heroes of that same strain. And I'm yeah. gonna yeah. shove him back in the modern generation. Nice. Oh yeah, and his civilian name is um, Jebediah Crusoe. Oh, cool. Good name. <laughs> but yeah, I just fucking love the idea of this like scrawny, scraggly, like teen, early twenties kid just walking up and just looking at you and your body just sort of ripping itself apart. That, yeah, that sucks. <laughs> <laughs> I, that sucks. <laughs> I just think it'd be really cool to try and fight that motherfucker. And I, and cause the, the main thing I wanted to focus on, it's not just physical wounds either. Oh yeah. Oh, it's, oh, so he can just make oh, you remember. Shit. He can just make you remember really fucked up shit. Okay. As if it's just happened. As if yeah. it's just yeah. happened, go through yeah. like, and cause I mechanically, I was thinking he can label lottery, label. Like, yeah. yeah. Label lottery. Fuck. Yeah, I I just think he'd be so fun, and so he's he's gone from this World War Two having to fight to survive mentality to be thrown into fucking meme queen twenty nineteen, <laughs> and he's trying to figure out how to fucking deal. Yeah. And he doesn't like how hero work has become as sort of corporate as it is. So he's he comes, I think he sort of hides around for a while and sees how corporate heroism is and is like, fuck this, I'm going to fix it. The war was better. All right, yeah. yeah. It's one of those, like, a, a really shitty opinion columnist who, um, there was, a, <laughs> there, was, there was a UK opinion, it was like, a, you know, the, we should have another war because kids are too soft these days. Oh, God, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I think he's got some really backwards ways of thinking, like, yeah. outside of having to live, like, through wars and stuff. He's just... I, I'm basically imagining his mentality of that as a neo-Nazi. Yeah. <laughs> My kids are sissies. They have no idea what it's like to kill another person. <laughs> God. Seamus, what do you got? Villain that I'm going to go with that has escaped is a um, another young one, fairly young. Um, her superhero name is Marker. Um, and she works in um, uh, Highlighters. Um, it's not any highlighter will do. It just needs to be a fluorescent color. <clears throat> yep. And she's able to draw in the air with them, um, and turn the drawings into reality. But they're always like these light-based constructs that that just come off of the markers. Um, the limitation there being that markers have a limited amount of ink, and drawing with markers in air consumes a lot of it. So she's just got. On her, you know how you would make in like primary school those like marker gauntlets. Yes. yes. Yep. Yeah. Those. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, okay. I fucking love that. Just like a whole bandolier <laughs> of them going on. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, just dozens of them, and she can't. She, she has to. She has to get them from somewhere, right? She, she, she has to use pre-existing markers to be able to do any of this. Her her abilities, um, and I just imagine her um being put in the underprison as um, really sort of this chaotic personality. Um, she it, She's not really doing anything with her abilities um, constructive. It's all just, I'm going to make this thing and see what happens. Um, or she's like this, she's just this creative type and just, just draws random stuff that comes to her. But it always ends up bad badly. Um, and she sort of doesn't care. 
she's like, okay, cool. That was that was really interesting. This is really fun. What's the next thing I can do? What's the next thing I can do? And she's just that 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 mind track of just being super perky, yeah, like super a, like, happy. manic energy. Absolutely, yeah, absolutely. Like her hair is a rainbow, <laughs> like all the time. Um, and yeah, that's the villain that I've got with, I guess. Yeah. Um, for your reference point for generations, uh, 1978 were the first fluorescent highlighters. <laughs> I just love the idea of like a fucking 80s synthwave fucking highlighter maniac. Just like the second these things came out, she latched onto them. It's like, fuck yeah, these are the coolest things. Absolutely. Absolutely. It's it's one of those very like 80s like uh, fluoro leotards with all of these fluoro oh, highlighters man. over it. Yes. <laughs> like... um. Uh, like bands as well, like um, like uh, like scrunchies and let's get physical, yeah. physical. Yeah. <laughs> all of that. What are those like? F- like those massive furry boots that you'd wear to raves? Those like neon fur boots. They oh. go up to your knees. They're weird. Yeah, I can very clearly picture them. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. But she's just covered in shit like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, never wears the same thing twice. Bronze generation. Okay. Um, this comes around to me. Um, I'm not going to add a character. I'm going to add a location. Um, the location I'm adding. So, Bulwark, we've established, he doesn't have powers per se. He's like an engineering genius mm. is his thing. So, um, he's built all of his his suit, all of the gadgets that he uses, and he did build the underprison. But I think uh, when he was going about uh, building it, I think that he reached out for help. In ways like he didn't, he wasn't necessarily about to do the same, the whole thing himself. And the there is this phenomenon in Halcyon City that he wanted to recreate specifically. Um, it is called the hallways. Ooh. I'm putting these back in the gold generation because I think this is when uh, these were first found. I think there is just a government building in Halcyon. Just like a, a an administrative center somewhere, it's it's like a, a DMV or like <laughs> a thing like that. And they're they're like a set of doors in this thing that just lead to hallways with other doors that lead to hallways with other doors. And it's just this full shifting architecture in there. And if you go in, you don't know the way out. You you don't get out. Okay. I think uh, Bulwark wanted to replicate this in his underprison. His original intent was he didn't want to have cells or anything. Mm. He just wanted it to be such a labyrinth that they would never get out of there. Okay. And I think he had to abandon that after going into the hallways and ending up in there for like three months. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. (laughs) So it's it's like the Phantom Zone. Yeah, basically. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Yeah, a very like House of Leaves thing. And I think there's like a whole comic run of him being in this bizarre world and just meeting all the other people that... Uh, have either also gotten lost in here or things that have spawned in here. (laughs) (laughs) It's like doom. Yeah. (laughs) Depending on how long it was running for, you've got like the descendants of the hallway. Yeah. I I think I, I'm going to throw this out there. I don't think it's just one building. I think any sort of council or administrative building you could potentially get into the hallways from. Yeah, they're Holy all shit. somehow yeah. connected. It's like a cognition thing. Because yeah. the general population believes in it, it's true. Yeah. yeah. No, I like that. 
Yeah, you go to Centrelink and you're like, oh god, I'm gonna be here for hours. <laughs> that explains <laughs> you're the line actually, of yeah. That, that explains the line of thongs. Yeah. And it's just the exit. It's just how you get out. And so yeah, that's my location I'm adding. What do you got there, Aaron? There's some furious scrolling going on to my right. Okay. Um uh, so uh Bullock Bullock is like Bullock has is kind of impressed upon uh Jack that that it's really easy to be to be a hero when when it's kind of black and white and and the 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 like the most evil types of villains that that he feels comfortable encountering are almost always aliens like the alien hive minds or you know like these destructive alien forces um <clears throat> and i think he had one of these um uh like like um in the under prison at the time at the time that the anomaly x invaded um uh and this is like a villain from um the like the early times in the silver generation um uh his, his name is zegark the annihilator oh, um uh, yeah he's <laughs> amazing he's, <laughs> This, you know, like, like think, like, 60s B-grade alien with a huge, like, pulsating brain. Oh. Mars attacks. I am um, Zegark the yes. Annihilator. Yes, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> he's, like, he's, like, a ruler of a Neptunian moon somewhere. Mm. Like, that backstory just hasn't been fleshed out yet um, <laughs> in the comic series. Um, uh, think, like, ray guns and telekinesis. Um, and I think, like, wouldn't be complete without 50s, 60s, the idea that there's blood being drunk in some kind of capacity uh kind of like like <laughs> alien war, vampires war of the worlds um oh yeah uh, style okay. blood drinking oh uh, maybe um, or maybe like um like wraith life draining yes Ooh. yeah yeah, 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 yeah. Um, kind is, of kind of like dr vampire is he humanoid yeah kind of yeah um uh, yeah yeah like really tiny upper body and lower body huge head bubble head so, okay bubble right head. yeah um, and like maybe gets around with the help of like a like a machine um this is modok you have you have just <laughs> yes <laughs> whoops um, <laughs> dude i literally just made stain but younger so that's fine <laughs> um uh, yeah uh, he's he's got one of these he's got one of these quintessential aliens locked up in his under prison somewhere. Yeah. Um. Uh. uh because uh, I think Earth is in diplomatic negotiations with with other other alien races. Um. And Zegark is like a bargaining card. Um. Uh. And when when uh, Anomaly X in, uh, attacks, um, he he is released, and it's just another problem to add to the pile. Yeah. Fuck yeah. Yeah. I like it. Um, uh, and I'll put that in the modern generation as well, but definitely, uh, silver generation has been around since then. Okay. I reckon he was like a villain of the original exemplars. Yep. Yeah. Um, I, I think, um, I know I'm not sure, um, if, uh, either you, Nick or Aaron have any ideas for the inciting incident of the creation of the underprism as to why Bulwark thought he would need to. I, I think um, this would be a cover. Have, have yeah. we at all? Um, it would have been something like the first thing he came across that he was like, I can't kill this. 
Yeah, would have been the would have been the first villain he came up across where he went. There's there's no way we can kill this now. Yeah, and I that's kind of um, in a similar tangent. As... Anomaly X. <laughs> <laughs> I I feel like he probably got Anomaly X maybe. down the yeah. line, maybe. But my my idea was that because um, we established that Bulwark's Bronze Generation, yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I I think, um, and when around was the time that sort of aliens became, you know, a thing that the public was aware of. Was that more silver or bronze? We've got silver age aliens on the silver table. age aliens. I think that um, in terms of spatial relations, they obviously got better with time, and maybe in the silver generation, it was a lot more kill first, ask questions later, which Bulwark was totally fine with as a kid here in. He would, like, growing up here about all these cool heroes and the government people fighting all these aliens, keeping them off my land. And Bronze Generation comes around and yep. they're starting to make peace treaties and they're starting to have, like, friendly talks and making agreements. And maybe at some point there was a rather uh, controversial, um, air quotes, accident in space where an alien race may or may not have blown up like a like a space station or something of great importance that lost cost a lot of human lives and my my um cover is that um when this all went to trial um aliens got off scot free due to some like space legality loophole and bulwark was like fuck that um i'm going to go gray lines and create something that i can like basically keep a track of and keep a hold of people that, you know, I can't kill and or go outside of the law. So Bulwark... Was Bulwark's first prisoner an ambassador? I think so. <laughs> Holy shit. I think, I think it was someone that, like, got off scot-free that the government was like, you didn't do any crimes, it's fine. And Bulwark was like, no, no, they definitely hurt people. Since you're not going to do it, I'm going to do it. <laughs> and I think that's... He realised he couldn't... Yeah, I can't kill them, but I can keep them cryogenically frozen for as long as I damn well please because they're not good to have around. And I think that was maybe why, like, the the first cryopod that he made was like a dummy and then he's like, this is a really good idea. And they made the underprison. Shameless. Yep. I'm sorry, it's just the species doesn't deal well with cryogenics and this ambassador is dead now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I... I what what do you guys think about that? That being like the inciting incident of like the creation of the underprison. Does that work with your image of Bulwark? Because I don't like he is as a, a, as a, a racist. Yes. Alien racist. Yes. yes. Yeah. I think we've established he's a racist, but I, if you had any sort of concrete ideas as to why he created the bull, like the, um, the underprison in the first oh, it's, place. It's like Nick said, um, the, the, it, it's namely to keep things that, that, he can't beat yet. Yeah. And once, well, like, and, and like behind the scenes, there's some revenue generation um, because uh, I don't know how Good much choice. of a spoiler this is. Um, mm -hmm. I don't think we've really talked about this on the podcast yet. Um, yeah, we briefly mentioned the revenue generation. Uh, briefly. Yeah. I think, I think Bulwark says, you know, by revenue and then, he, then he that's skims it. over it. Very yes. Quickly, yeah, yeah. Yeah. But, no, yeah. I, rec um, I recall that. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, he is in, he's in talks with various government agencies that, and they give him like aliens. targets. Yeah. Well, they give him aliens. They might give him targets as well to take care of. Yeah. He's, um, he's very much cashing in, in the for-profit prison system. Yes. Yeah. I I I I think my main cover thing was there was one big 
like a political galactic inciting incident that sort of cemented like the creation of this underprison mm. that <laughs> so I, just, I just never told you uh, one of my scenes i actually had for um it was a, your first time you did an obligation role. Mm. Um, if, if you fucked that up, I actually had a, a scene lined up where I was going to send you to school and they were um, going to be like, oh, your grades are lagging. We want you to do some extracurricular stuff. And they were going to put you in a debate club <laughs> where the, uh, the argument was going to be uh, for or against private prisons. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, oh, my God. <laughs> that would have sucked <laughs> so much. <laughs> And you totally would have put me on the four team, wouldn't you? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh. Yeah, I, I'm not too sure because um it was either that, that was either my cover, or afterwards the I'm I'm not sure whether or not Aegis is aware of all the aliens that are now and prisoners that have been released. But um Aegis was there. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> they were there, they're aware. <laughs> I think maybe if if not that, then afterwards there was a set of speed trials for yeah. all of the people that Bulwark had prisoned that Aegis could get their hands on. Oh. Like really, <laughs> really. <laughs> yeah, absolutely, yeah. absolutely. Yes. Yeah, and yeah, I, I, I think one. it got like a like since Bulwark isn't a fan of media coverage, like it got enough media coverage for Bulwark that it was too much and. All of these war criminals and terrorists and people that Bullock has captured over the years, who normally would maybe have like month to like maybe even year long trials, like get punched through week by week, just not having the time to properly address their 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 cases and their crimes and whatnot. So these people are just getting so poorly like trialed that it's become like this big media fanfare. Yeah, absolutely. Because mm. like uh, these. Uh, I mean, it starts Bronze Age, but they're like, oh, you did this in, uh, what, 1982? Yeah, so there's no, like... <laughs> they open up an empty evidence file. Yeah. And, like, yeah. and there's a bunch There's a bunch of just, I yeah, a bunch of speed trials. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's probably better than the inciting incident for fucking the bullpen, uh, the underprison, sorry. Just, like, whichever ones do end up getting a trial, they just get blown through so fast. So there's this overcrowding of prisons and then all of these people that have been fr and aliens that have been frozen for generations that now have literally nowhere to go. The main thing would be the, the 2019 speed trials or the, the under prison speed trials. Um, I can tell you that uh, jumping into the next session, I'm going to do like a two week time skip okay. after the end of the anomaly X. So stuff will be underway. Not to mention the statute of limitations is expi expire on most of these. Uh, oh yeah. Crimes. Yeah. Yeah. These these are crimes that Bulwark judged for. Yeah, um, <laughs> um, yeah. yeah. Bulwark, Bulwark made Thrown the call here. Without due process. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And like Bulwark probably has his own records that he submits to them, and they just dismiss them instantly because he doesn't know anything about the law. He, he knows fucking nothing. He's just <laughs> fucking in a room like with a gavel and a hat. He's just obviously <laughs> guilty. Yeah. Bulwark thinks you can get out of driving tickets if you say the right combination of words to a cop. Yes. Bulwark's yeah, yeah. <laughs> a series of code words. Um, Bulwark's just every Arthur cop, Morgan. Every cop that he sees is just up, up, down, down, left, right, BA start, yeah. and then he drives off. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, fuck the origin of the underprison. I like the idea of speed trials better. Just like a <laughs> bunch of fucking randos like getting punched through these trials, Judge Judy style. Yep. Um, Seamus. Who the uh, fuck pulls Bulwark over? <laughs> 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 
you know, the power suit cops. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. They pull up alongside you in the sky and they're like, you said, you know how fast you were flying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. This is a senior, school zone, sir. Senior constable. 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 <laughs> Cow walk. Yeah, all right. <laughs> but it's walk as in W-A-L-K. No, 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 no. The rodeo ranger. Ooh, <laughs> yes. The rodeo ranger. <laughs> I don't, I, that's all I got is a name. The rodeo ranger. Mm. I'm fucking like that. Oh, God. <laughs> all right. Well, our last focus. I'm going to circle back around to that dog force. Yes. Fuck yeah. Yes. Um, do we, have we been writing focuses down? Nah. Great. No. Um, so the, uh, the, I guess the, 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 the prime student of the dog force is a, um, uh, it's not really a single student. It's a, a set of twins. Um, and their ability is that when they hold hands, they form into a single wolf man. <laughs> Why did I know where you were going with that? I didn't. <laughs> that is the wildest word to have ended that sentence with. Is, is one kid the top half and the other kid the bottom half? No. <laughs> or is it split down the middle? Left like and a, right. Yeah. Um, it's oh got um, uh, they have different colored eyes. Yep. So when they're formed into the Wolfman, they have different colored eyes. Um, the fur is different colors. Um, so one of them has um, jet black hair. The other one has silver. Um, you have blue eyes and you have brown eyes. Um, and yeah, they're just a lycanthrope, basically. Standard Wolfman abilities. Yeah. Do they have like um, a shared villain name or? Um, they are the Wolfman. <laughs> oh, oh. Like, like... <laughs> oh, dude, dude, dude. How about the pack? <laughs> I, mm. Because there's two of them. I think they started out with the Wolfman and someone went, that's nah, not right. <laughs> no. No. <laughs> Mothman said, no. <laughs> you can't have that. You pack of rascals. Yeah. And they became, yeah, I like the pack. The I pack. do like the pack. That's, that's so funny. And oh my God, they, 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 so when they're separated, they're the pups. So before they form together, like they could run and come and be like, oh no, the pups are coming. And then they join hands and then they form the pack. I don't know. Um, maybe push it a bit. Maybe. Yeah. I, I don't know. I, I, don't, I, don't, I don't hate that. Don't get me wrong. Um, <laughs> the more I say it, the more I hate it. <laughs> <laughs> I think they still have, when they're separated, they still have like semi-wolf traits, um, but nowhere near as strong. Like it's, it's, it's really just minor, um, slightly better than average people's abilities. Um, but when they form, they become the wolf man. Are they dark? Do they, do they have like tails? Yeah. 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 Tails and, and wolf, ears and wolf ears. Absolutely. Yeah. Just Thank for you, you Charlie. Seamus. Just Thank for you. you. Um, we need that furry bait in the podcast. <laughs> and they are, um, they, they are the, uh, alpha student of, uh, God damn. of the academy. Yeah. Yeah. You're welcome. <laughs> Okay, I'm, I'm. You guys are great at hero names. Uh, you guys can <laughs> help me come up with this name. Um, I, I think I want to come up with a, a hero who was like a, someone who opposed Dog Force. At least, like this was um, the we've got them Bronze Age, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so 80s. I think uh, we've described them as culty, very isolated. There was a, a lot of acoustic guitar and sing-alongs, mm-hmm. and I, I think they were very much. 
against culture being how it was. <laughs> like they they went out into the world and they were like so isolated and everything was like so antiquated. Okay. And European centric that they came out to an American they they like were very much like the the people that like hated rock and roll music and Oh. <laughs> Like uh, the people that were like Marilyn Manson caused Columbine, yeah, kind of people. yeah, people like that. But uh, but because it's the eighties, I I think they were uh, really upset about like uh, Prince and Michael Jackson and like okay, oh, okay. I, I want to make this is a hero we're talking about. Yeah, I want to make like a Shaft type hero. <laughs> Fuck yes, Shaft. Who was it? Was like a he was this uh, this Prince type character. All right. Okay. It was like a, a, an R&B singer who was also a hero, and they just fucking hated him. Hmm. Um. <laughs> ooh, ooh. Big treble. Big treble. That's good, yeah. Yeah. I was going to go with um Scratch, like record Scratch. Ooh, yeah. Um, scratch can be the sidekick. Yeah. The sidekick has um, a couple of animal companions mm. called the Bases. Are they, are they fish? I was going to say they're... <laughs> no, 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 they're, they're, they're blue jays because of the blues. Oh, nice, yeah. Yeah, yeah, he can, he can talk to animals. This is incredibly musical-themed yeah. studio. Um, yeah, um, he can control animals through the power of R&B. Fuck yeah. yeah. Uh, now we've got... <laughs> <laughs> That's so good. <laughs> <laughs> he oh he just carries around like a massive jukebox on his shoulder. Mm. Yeah. It's got his mixtape on it. <laughs> and now we've called a big trail. I'm like imagining like a Barry White type. Yes, yeah, yeah, mm. yeah. A shirt like undone almost all the way to the belt. It's just like down yeah. to the belly button. There's like literally one button yeah. that's done up. That's just the one, and he's and that's, so hairy. And that's only there because you need to leave a little mystery. Yes, <laughs> yeah, yeah. You you can't see the bottom eighth of the snail trail. That's too sexy. Yeah, this this guy's like a soul druid, basically. <laughs> I love that, and I hate it. I'm just the, all. I, all I can picture is hair. <laughs> this, this guy has so much body hair. So I'm going to put him under Bronze Age as well. Nice, nice. Did you put down the pack? Oh yeah, here? yeah. I put it at the wrong side. Sorry. Pack, and that's under Bronze, isn't it? Yeah. So every everyone's coming under Bronze here. This is good. This is good. Okay. Um. So in the Blood Red exemplars. Um, there is a, like a, like an anti-hero named Grim Harvest, mm-hmm. but Grim Harvest had a brother named Haymaker and Haymaker, um, uh, is, is like, um, did he make hay? Was he a bailer? That's the, that's the joke. Um, <laughs> the, um, <laughs> great. I just needed to make sure I was getting it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> wow. That went down really well. Um, <laughs> Um, no, Haymaker's yeah. a good name. It is. Uh, like it. And and uh, yeah, he's he's like he's like the the saber tooth to Grim Harvest Wolverine. Okay. okay. Oh yeah. Okay. Um, yeah. Where where like there's ostensibly they have the same skill sets, um, uh, but Haymaker's Haymaker's like this um, huge stocky. Um, uh, he wears like overalls um, uh, instead of like like vital organs he has a huge tractor engine protruding from his chest amazing holy crap um and it's like diesel powered as well um uh, and and you know it chugs along like like a john deere tractor um uh, and and his his like 
his like gruesome and like like gruesome mo for for fighting um, is that he straps these huge bear traps to his fists and punches people with them. Like with this the is team. my this is yeah. my OC. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> is this with the teeth with the, with the bear traps yeah, closed did, on his wrists? They, or are they no or no? They're open. They're outwards. They're like they're like imagine like like um, knuckle dusters. He's a chain chomper. Yeah, he's a chain mm. chomper. Yeah, 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 with with like the 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 presses, and he punches people Ooh. with the presser and oh, just yeah. clamps around them. Yeah, ripping chunks out of them. Yeah. Okay. And it's he's, he's he's like he's like part part man part tractor and the and the Fuck <laughs> and yes. the, the, the um uh, the like the mechanisms inside him like like retract the bear traps automatically. Um. Uh, so everything's kind of steampunky, spring operated. That's fantastic, and it sets up a lot of things for Grim Harvest as well. Yes. I, if they have a similar power suite. Yeah. Except Grim Harvest, he was taken to a facility and they, they replaced his engine with a, a vibranium one. <laughs> <laughs> he has a Tesla. Yeah, in like a, he, has he has a, a Tesla. Tesla. <laughs> First battery operated tractor um, yeah. in the US. Sorry, Adamantium was the one I was after. Yeah, the other yeah. magical metal. The other magical metal. Haymaker's um, person name is John Steer. Um, uh, I hate you so much. <laughs> <laughs> so John much. Deere is a tractor name. I I didn't want it to be too on the nose, mm. uh, and he's going straight under the bronze generation as well. Excellent, uh, Charlie. Yes, I do. Seamus, did you have an idea for where the um the the dog force was like sort of situated, like a base? Because I have an idea for a base. Go ahead. So um. It'd be called either the kennel or the doghouse. I like the kennel. Yeah. The kennel, yeah. Also suitable, the pound. The, the pound. pound. <laughs> Which one do you, yeah. These are your boys, Seamus. The pound has that nice criminal undertone yeah. to it. Yeah. The pound, <laughs> yeah, I like that. The pound. So they... The RSPCA didn't quite work. <laughs> <laughs> Strangely enough, Peter approves. Peter, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Meanwhile, at the Peter headquarters. Um... So I think these guys have a Baba Yaga style moving base. Oh, oh yeah, all right. Yeah. Yeah. It's it sprouts, of course, dog legs, just like four legs. <laughs> I'm being quite literal. It moves. Like how's yeah. moving castle, Baba Yaga chicken legs, but this one's got dog legs. And um just big four mechanical dog legs that sprout out. And moves the base around when it needs to. And I think the way, like when it's moving, obviously it's it's very obvious. But I think the the pound was created by someone or something that helped with some um, camouflage. So when the, the 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 pound is like settled into the ground, it uses kinds of um, camouflage technology to sort of not like invisible blended to environments, sort of like make it look like, oh, there was always another house on the end of this street or, oh, that was uh, a closed down an, a, a closed down apartment complex kind of deal. So like it's really obvious when it's moving around, oh, that house has legs, but like given a second to settle down, don't even notice it's there. Like it's out of the ordinary anyway. And I think it just sort of like is um, not just that like it, it's their um, head of operations, sure, but in a pinch, they have a way to run away and escape with their entire fucking base. 
so they never need to worry about like you know purging their databases before they try to run away the dead giveaway is the giant tail attached to the back of the <laughs> secret hideout that that like thumps around occasionally <laughs> The more people that are home, the happier it is. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. You go to fight dog force, you just bring like tennis balls with you. Yeah. <laughs> just a bunch of just smackos. Just like, come here, boy. Come here. Yeah, and I, I definitely think <laughs> um, it, the house in the same vein as Aurochs totally has an AI. But this one's like, it's way more adorable. <laughs> like it's got the AI Fido. of like... It's yeah. yeah, it's got a Fido like AI. Like it's just fucking adorable. Which doesn't suit No, you the... gave these neo Nazis a cute dog. Yeah, I want to <laughs> give they... <laughs> Fido. I First thought... intrinsic dog operating system. Yeah. yeah. I just I, I love that fucking juxtaposition of fucking yeah, with neo Nazis and cute dogs. Nazis and cute dogs. Fidos is really good. I I, I just Fidos, <laughs> that yeah. just sunk in, yeah. Um yeah, I'm writing Phidos down as well. Because yeah, I I I think that it would be really like You, you need you, to you need to save this doghouse. Yeah. Lashmi <laughs> needs to save and adopt this doghouse. Dog I've every campaign, whether it be masks, scum and villainy, mm. I always find a pet, whether it be an NPC or a little literal animal. Yeah. This time it's I'm gonna save this house. But um no, I I I like the idea of them having this this um, AI base that they've got to keep happy. <laughs> and yeah, <laughs> they got to keep it happy. Otherwise, it's going to turn off the AC. It's really irritating. Because <laughs> it was, um, yeah, do with that what you will. But the pound, yeah, okay. is the base. All right. And Seamus? Yeah. So I'm going to go a bit more modern for this last one. Cool. Um, uh, this guy's name, he's the uh, student council president of the academy. Oh yes. Yeah. Oh yeah. Because we need a student council president. Yes. Okay? We do. We do. We do. Yeah, yeah. Um, and his name is Felix. Um, and his super uh, hero name that he's chosen for himself is Fortune's Favor. Okay. If you, this is a fucking cat, isn't it? It is a cat. I yeah. Mm. Fucking nine lives, Felix motherfucker. Um, uh, he he's cat like reflexes. Mm-hmm. Um, he is also his his real ability comes down to the fact that. When he does something, he's able to move 10 seconds into the past and undo something that happens. He just he just floats through time and undoes it. That's if he messes up. That's very, how he has his nine that's, lives. That's Holy very shit. fucking OP, Seamus. <laughs> 10 seconds. Yeah, 10 that's, seconds. That's a lot of time. <laughs> it is exhausting, physically and mentally exhausting. Mm. So he's got like one of these, basically. Yeah. Um, he's been training to do more, but it hasn't really happened because he's still a still a student right yeah um um on top of his um cat-like reflexes and um night vision because cats have night vision i don't care what wizards say <laughs> i agree with you on that one wizards of the coast um get fucked cats have dark vision <laughs> fuck all of you <laughs> I will f- that's that's the hill we're dying on here <laughs> i will die <laughs> on that fucking hill khajiit has night vision motherfuckers <laughs> I will fist fight every single one of you until you put it in there. <laughs> it's dumb that they don't have it. I never know what's going to fucking tip you over the scale. It's like, <laughs> oh, I knew this would. I, <laughs> I think I've had this conversation yeah, before. Yeah, it, it, it's just like one of those things that makes me unreasonably angry. Like, 
the fucking yeah this is a hill i'll die on cats have dark vision get fucked uh, felix cromwell felix cromwell i fucking hate him <laughs> <laughs> and uh with that that concludes our game Woo! oh god we got a lot of stuff there we have so many puns yep. it's perfect yeah yep. i love it